Oh, some Man City fan apparently slugged him. Oh, I like Jeremy. Shit, you're old. It was a direct attack at you. Like, you look every bit 30, huh? He'll be killed by a number of men in the dugout. Watch, watch, rumbles on. Pina colada, large one. Yes. Coming in hot, football played on paper podcast, season two, episode 14 we're up to, and uh, we come in with uh, three bags full, so we're bagged down in um, the bag that is Barney, punching bag that is, but uh, Job is here, how are you mate? Good, isn't the rhyme three bags full? Is that, that's not four bags full? Yes, sir. No, yes three sir. bags, three full, bags full, yeah, okay. Yeah, right, three bags full is complete, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah you're right. Three bags right, full, no. so we're three bags almost full. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I got a weight off my shoulders, um, but really good, really good. Halsey, how are you feeling with the bag analogy? You all right with that? Yeah, I'll, I'll let it slide. I'm pretty sure you used that uh, weightlessness gag last time Barney's away uh, their jobber, but we'll let that slide too. <laughs> Can't say I wouldn't have done the same as Barney. He did say he was away today because he had a better podcast to record with. Uh, I think all of us, given the opportunity, would do the same thing. Couldn't think of a worse <laughs> bunch of blokes to do this with, but we'll move yeah. on. Oh, we're off to fly. Um, so I don't get to throw to um, the punching bag this week. Oh, I am running tings. So here we go. Weekly happenings off the top. Harvey Elliott. Um, you might remember him. Um, he's long, been long since forgotten um, for a lot of people. But um, he butchered his ankle last week, and he's come out and said that um, <laughs> it, it's not uh, it's not not his fault. Um, and that could happen. That tackle happens in a bunch of different um, games and happens all the time. Don't let it worry you. And um, he's tweeted about this. I think he's gone out and said, uh, sorry, Pascal, about this. Um, I think it's wrong, but it'll soon be over, brother, and you'll be back in no time smashing it again. Keep positive, a bunch of emojis. Um, And that's after Pascal um, lost out on his uh, red card appeal. So, Halsey, um, we went into this a bit in our last pod. So, um, what Mm. do you think of the final outcome now? Everything's settled. To be honest, after our discussion and stuff, I kind of, wouldn't have been surprised if they had overturned, like given him the appeal and, and sort of overturned the red card. I, I don't know. I, like I said last time, even now more, I'd love to know what the ruling and like reasoning behind the ruling was. Like, like obviously it's about the outcome. Uh, so where is that that we're not aware of? But um, he did also, Harvey Elliott did post directly after when he was in the hospital, similar sentiment of like, sorry, like Pascal, don't worry about it. I know it was a freak accident, blah, blah, blah. So... Respect to that guy. Aussie, it, your, your mate Dermot Gallagher had an interesting take on this and mm. he offered absolutely nothing. No, he just stood by his mates in the box. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's like, oh, the referee's made a decision. You, yep. you, not not wrong, Dermot. Like, oh, has they, he, Dermot? We saw that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I found that really confusing. No, he always does. He's such a oh, he's such a slimy bastard. But uh, uh, I think um, he said that the refs on the field made a decision and VAR wasn't involved at all apparently, which I find hard to believe, but... Why? Why did they make that decision? Um, I, I will add another thing with Harvey Elliott. When he was in the hospital, uh, there was a young lad in the bed next to him in the ER who mm. had broken his arm that day playing football and Harvey gave him his shirt and the one boot he still had left as a bit of a So ER a turns to PR for Harvey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's always on the ball. I was going to say, considering um, he has come out of this with a with an ankle that needs, um, I, I would imagine, a um, couple of surgeries and a bunch of rehab. I was key. He's come out of this looking pretty well, hasn't he? Like he was nice and um, he was pretty brave when um, he got stretched off, and he was. I think he was on Twitter straight away 
when he was in the back of the Ambo. Um, he's handed over the shirt and then he's got that lovely tweet to Pascal at the end of it. So, yeah, all in all, Harvey, top, top man. All right, move on to um, the party. I think you're supporting job in, in Turkey called the Change Party. Um, so obviously we like to dive deep for these stories and this one is deep, deep. Um, so the leader of the Change Party in Turkey, Mustafa Saragul, I'll say, um, live on television, he come out with this. When we get to power, we will remove the offside rule from football. We need change and innovation. Job, I know you're a man for slow change and no innovation. So, what do you think of this? Change is scary, isn't it? I don't like it. Um, I'm I'm gonna yep. distance myself from the change party of Turkey because I know very little about them, and I feel like these oh, really? are the ones where I know where that people like <laughs> like they weasel in like the really um really <laughs> crazy shit down the bottom, and they're like, oh, we'll change offside. Like that's not you know massive, but then we'll also like kidnap every third child or something like that. Yeah. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steer well clear of this one, but don't change the offside rule. And I feel like Turkish football, um, you know, is really putting it on the map, but I, I just don't think this is the way to go about it. Well, yeah. yeah have they got any chance? Yeah, well, just like to reiterate, we haven't confirmed that this is a political party and not a terrorist organization. So we will <laughs> tread carefully, all of us, I think. Um, having said that, I know Barney in his spare time, especially because he's not here to defend himself, he does often like to look at some dicey websites in his spare time. So we'll uh, we'll have to take this on face value and just uh, say our opinion on the matter. I would leave the offside rule in for the time being. <laughs> for the time being, um, yeah. Um, so I, I said this off air, but I'm sick of people trying to change the rules of football. Like just leave football alone. I think it's just fine. Obviously, there's a bunch of issues that need to be fixed off-field. Um, with all the money slushing around and, and TV rights being a, a real problem, um, which we also discussed um, off air. So, yeah, I think leave football alone. It's perfect the way it is. Stop touching it. You focus uh, on your franking credits, you boomer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and a lot of property. Um, no, so here we go. So we are into the Champions League now. Um, so round, match day one of the Champions League and um, everyone's favorite second team, Young Boys 2, Manchester United won with a strawberry. Jobber, what happened here, mate? So I suppose the first question for everyone is, um, do you think Marcus Rashford would have made a difference in this game? No. He's known next. for taking care of young boys. Not as, <laughs> not as much as Lingard did. He was really looking after those oh, young boys. Yeah, no, look, it was a bit of a horror show for Manchester United. So um started okay. Uh, tremendous ball in from Bruno Fernandes for the Cristiano Ronaldo goal. Did anyone catch that outside of the root, outside of the right foot ball from Fernandes? Yeah, like yeah. I've seen yeah. a lot of people do that when they don't have a left foot. So it's good that Fernandes um, <laughs> confirmed that for me. Yeah. Yep. Just another assist, another Ronaldo goal. Um, goalkeepers seem to be very excited about his return to Manchester United, don't they? So much so that they they can't make regulation saves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's good well, for United and Ronaldo. A couple a couple of his goals have come like that, haven't they? They're very savable. Yeah, very savable. Um, and then obviously the big talking point is Aaron Wambasaka. Uh, his touch does get him into trouble sometimes. Um, this one was a howler. And then straight over the top of the young boys play. You boys happy with the red card? Red for me, Halsey. Yeah, probably. Yeah, considering what's been given lately. Yeah. Damn it! I was hoping for some doubt there because I was like, "That's a red card." Like, you didn't even <laughs> need to see it again to be like, nah. "Shit, that's a bad tackle." Um, but it, I feel like he does stuff like that, and in the new world where like we're punishing those things, he's going to get punished more and more often because he's like a tackling player. Yeah, he can be erratic at times. Mm. So then Manchester United have rung in the changes. So Jaden Sancho gets the hook. Um, 
to shore things up for Diego Dallo. And then later, Donny van der Beek gets the hook as well, which was to be expected because I think everyone just expected it anyway. I can't believe you started. Cup. I was shocked to see that, but excited. Yeah. But I think that the young boys after that like dominated the game. And I think one of the points that really irked me was that um, it seems as like like uh, Dave Wagner had it over the top of Solskjaer from a tactical sense and Solskjaer kept changing what he was trying to do. Like he didn't have like a, a plan B around, oh, we've had a player sent off, shit, what are we going to do? He just kept changing it depending on what he thought Wagner was going to do. And it looked really awful. And young boys' goal, they were good for their good for their goal to equalize. Um, and then mm. it was sort of, it sort of felt like there was an air, an air of inevitability. We oddly, like, even though Manchester United went down to 10 men, I was genuinely surprised that they couldn't even muster a shot after that. Yeah, young boys, because yeah. they only had two shots all game. I think United, um, I think young boys had bulk of the possession and, and the attempts, but yeah, that is a bit surprising, like regardless of how many men you've got on the field to, to not uh, mount With a bit more of an effort. With that much firepower, like it's pretty and crazy. fresh enough legs. We um we spoke about um we spoke about like that undoing Solskjaer as well though um job a few times like tactically that's where he's going to get picked apart like if he rolls out his best team and just says go and play he's going to beat sort of ninety percent of teams he comes up against just on pure talent and the and the people that he's got to to roll out there so it's when someone comes to him with a tactical plan and something a bit funky that he can't solve either straight away or he didn't read at the start of the game. Um, or can't fix with substitutions that he's going to get um, undone. But based on the balance of play and and probably the chances, I think, is probably a, a more um, accurate statement. Based on the chances, I thought, um, yeah, young boys deserve the, the win. Yeah, well, Manchester United went to a back three as well. So when he brought when he took Van der Beek off, I think he brought Varane on and they went to a back three. And that, that really looked like they were quite confused by that. And it was almost like one of those, you know, when the, the gaffer comes to you in like one of our games and he's like, actually, you know what, boys? Let's run a back three today. Let's see how it goes. Um, yeah. It sort of felt like that, and they just looked really lost and confused. And the other thing that I think like comes in for somewhat of deserved criticism is you have Cristiano mm. Ronaldo, you have Bruno Fernandes, and you have Paul Pogba on the pitch with 10 players. There's three players whose defensive application is sometimes left wanting. Like Paul Pogba's fantastic with the ball. Um, he looks really dangerous in the attacking half. But he's probably not the bloke you want playing defensive mid when you have 10 players. And then same, you can't have Fernandez and Ronaldo out there at this time either. Like it's going to be, it's going to make it pretty hard to hold out. Got to put Vidic in there, don't you? Oh, if we could. My God, he changed things. But it, but it, just, <laughs> it just didn't, like nothing seemed to work, um, which is weird because we've gone from, you know, Saturday being like Manchester United's the best team in the world, going to win the quadruple, to, oh, I forgot we had some glaring, glaring problems. That weren't ever resolved. Mainly uh, on the sidelines. <laughs> yeah, and well, right back centre midfield, and just overall tactically, like just throwing throwing money at the wrong problems. Yeah, uh, Halsey, what Halsey, what do you think was um, worse, uh, Manchester United strip or their um, performance? Yeah. Uh, so when Ronaldo scored the goal, I saw him peeling off and it just, because he's like a well put together guy, he's always got the nice hair, he's a good looking bloke and he, to see him peeling away in that absolute disgusting oh, yeah. uh, kit was like, I wonder if he's like a little bit embarrassed to be wearing this, like he's like good to be back at United and all that, but he's like, what, like we're going to sort this kid out. So about on par for me, to be honest. Um, just one um, more thing. So the stat that's making the round today is that Manchester United managed just two shots in the match, the fewest opt to have on record in any of their 138 UEFA Champions League matches since 2003. That's cooked. 
No good. Um, as it says a lot. I'll, as Ollie said, um, they've got plenty of time to swing this back around. It's only match day one and there's five more matches to go. So Ollie's feeling positive. So Manchester United fans, you should feel positive too. Um, <laughs> all right. What we might do now is swing over to Anfield. So we've got Liverpool 3, Milan 2 in a real tight one here, Halsey. It went back and forth. Um, and were yep. Liverpool good for the points? Yeah, absolutely. I think Milan were lucky to be within touching distance uh, at all. Um, both the goals, Milan. So this was right after Salah missed a penalty to go two nil up. Um, most nonchalant winning of a penalty, by the way. Andy Robertson had a shot, and it sort of looked like it had just spurred over the bar. And then he just looks at the ref and he's like, gives the ref sort of the thumbs up. The ref's like, "Yep, cool pen." And you see the replay; and it was a pretty blatant handball. And you're like, "How, do, how did everyone sort of miss that in real time?" Um, yeah, then two goals after that penalty miss um, against, you would say, the run of play. Um, and then an equaliser. I can't even remember how we equalised. Mo now. money, Mo Salah. You yeah. left the back door open, but didn't you? <clears throat> like, yeah, like we didn't have our... We didn't have no, no Van Dyke, And I think maybe, um, who was it, Gomez and Matip started there. Um, but yeah, then a bit of a... I think people were saying Gerard-esque. Uh, sort of finish from Henderson to seal it oh, at the end, nice. which yeah, so fair play to him. It's good. He loved it too. He he really enjoyed oh, yeah. that goal. You could see it like coming out of his face that um yeah he, he loved that goal. Um, Meant a but lot. Job Milan played some really nice stuff for both their goals. The build up play was delightful. Yeah, it was. But I think for very very long periods of this match, they were just outplayed. Um, I feel like the the play that they had that was good that resulted in goals. Um, the first goal was quite nice from. Ante Rebic tucked it home, but it was more. I think it was mm, more nice. a case of like Liverpool just not focusing for a period because they're like shambolic. They, yeah, yeah, they should. They just looked a little bit lost. Now I imagine that is the Van Dyke missing, but um, yeah, they played right through. I just, I really thought Liverpool should have won this by more. Yeah, I would agree with that sentiment. Sean, uh, you mentioned p- potential opposite uh, thoughts before the pod. Do you stick by those? No, no, not not really. I think um, that was me just winding up. But I think, yeah, I yeah. Just, the the moments that I saw, I thought Milan played some really good stuff. I didn't know they were going to do so well against Liverpool. And at, at times when they when they were um, sort of level and in front of Liverpool, I thought, well, this could be uh, this could be a bit of an upset here. But yeah, Liverpool found their gear. Um, and I think, yeah, obviously just the quality of Henderson's strike at the end. That was, you know, they deserve to. That goal was deserving to to split the points. I think so. Um, much deserved victory for Liverpool in the end. Um, did you think it was interesting post game that Klopp said he he's surprised no one came in for Origi? Like, is that a shot of confidence, or is that um, someone come by Origi office? Yeah, I think that's saying that um, that's a subtle thing to say. Hey, Origi's still out there to be sold, um, and if anyone kind of, wants to come get him, they can come get him. Yeah, a bit of both, really. It's like a confidence booster for Origi a little bit, and then also a bit of a hey, come get him. To the market, but that little dink over the top for Mo um, Skull was was nice. I thought so. Yeah, oh it's yeah, good to see him contributing. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. tasty. Um, okay, what we might do now is swing on down to London. So we've got uh, Chelsea one, Zenit nil. Big Rom gets the goal here, job, um, and splits the teams. Yeah, so big Rom standing up on the head. So Zenit, I thought, did a really good job in the first half of keeping Chelsea at bay. Like they, it wasn't one for the purists by any means, but I thought they were really resolute in defence. The game was like there were very few highlights 
um, across the game. Uh, but this is why you pay the big bucks for the strikers. So Cesar Azpilicueta puts in a nice cross, but you see Rom nice just ball. drop off and then get around the back. And it was it was a good chance, but it's one you'd expect him to score. And he nods at home, and that's all they needed. I, I'm going to get this wrong, but I think it's Dezuba had a really good chance for Zenit to equalize. But um, you could hear his you could hear his joints creaking as he was <laughs> reaching down for that ball. My God, he looked old going for it. But that, like honestly, the story of this one is just Lukaku, big money. And he did exactly what he had to do. And he put the ball in the back of the net. First, um, first Champions League goal for Big Rom. Um, and as you say, as soon as he scored that header, for me, I was just like, "Oh, that's why Chelsea paid the money." And then yeah. that, and as soon as they you put that money down and he scores that goal, you're just thinking, "Geez, that's money well spent straight away, right?" Because in that game last year, if that game was played last year, you know, um, you know, your boy up top, um, Sir, never score a lot, would just be blazing stuff over the bar you know, be hitting the post and that type of stuff. So that's the difference with Rom. He he, he finishes it. I yeah, think Chelsea, he, Chelsea didn't play particularly well, but I think that's mm. more a credit to Zenit than taking away from Chelsea. Yeah, yeah I think Rom's going to be extra effective in the Champions League compared to the Premier League even because he's back playing non-English teams. He can kind of bully those defenders a bit more and make – because he's even the Prem, he's always that physical presence and you have to be aware of him as a defender. So he's always a threat or at least a distraction. Is this going to be that even more so yeah, when he comes up against yeah, games foreign teams? Play the, games play a little bit slower in the um, Champions League. Like they play a more mm. continental style when when you go there, and that's what has been effective to win um, trophies there as well. So like when you play that slower style and build up play, I think that suits him a little bit better as well. Yeah, for sure. Twenty three clean sheets for Chelsea since Tuchel started now. Yeah, so, I, far and, and I think it, there's a Mendy stat in there too from when Mendy's been signed. That um, yeah, it's, it's it's he's got an unbelievable amount of, of clean sheets as well. So yeah, Chelsea mm-hmm. look good and they roll on, um, looking good in their group. Um, the final English club to play Harsley was um, Manchester City, and they beat um, Leipzig in a tennis score. <laughs> so Man City six, RB the energy drink three. Yeah, bloody um. Couldn't remember for for a few seconds there. Mo Salah's equalising goal. So for the life of me, I can't remember all these Manchester City and Leipzig goals. But uh, I do remember the Jack Grealish one was uh, it was pretty pretty stock standard. Like it was almost like he knew what was going to happen before it happened. He got a cut inside, and you're like, he's either going to go to get a pen. They sort of let him waltz too far inside. And he just Casually whips it around like a training drill into the far far corner. It was clean as. Yeah, nice to see Jack get his first real goal for Man City. I know he got that jammy one in the Prem that was sort of off his knee, but, I mean, who really counts them? Um, but, yeah, more back to his Aston Villa days, this one, where the ball gets whipped out on onto the left and he tucks in, tucks in, tucks in, and then we whips it around. Nice finish. Mares also with a nice pen. That's one of those pens that just gets absolutely wrapped into the top corner and, um, and keeper has no chance. Um, but like at the back job, Man City, geez, they look patchy. So they went with um, Ake and um, Diaz at, at the back, and I mean, they for for me at times they were just so far apart from each other. And a lot of the RB goals um, come from yeah, getting crosses or balls in between the two of them. So what do you make of that back um, pairing? Yeah, it was obviously City were like did it pretty comfortably, but you'd be pretty upset to cop three goals to Nkuku there because they said he just seemed to find like pockets of space in the box pretty easily, um, which is which is odd for Man City. Um, but in saying that, they like they only offered three shots and Arby scored all of them. Um, so it's it's pretty hard to judge. But yeah, it did 
I don't know. You can get away with it when you score six a little bit, can't you? Yeah, it, yeah, almost, I'll, it almost doesn't matter what happens down the other end, yeah. No. I'll be honest, when I opened up the, an app this morning because I didn't get up for this one and I saw a headline saying City beat RB in a nine-goal thrill, I'm like, God damn, they've bloody beaten 9 nil, haven't they? Because you just assume they're just going to blast teams out of the water these days. Yeah, so, thrilling. I mean, 6-3 <laughs> still is, but six, yeah, like it's a bit more Well, RB, RB looked like they were getting back in the game yeah. at one stage. I think it got back to 3-2, but like City were just four-three attack. Yeah, City were just mm. relentless. Yeah. And then Jack Antillo just smacks one home from outside the box. Like, there's not oh, much you can do about that. That was oh, a nice yeah. goal too. I remember yeah, that. that. was a nice goal. Um, former Man City um, rejected left back who left the club on rather bad terms and said that um, Pep didn't really know who he was and he wasn't happy that he didn't get a good run in the team. Angelo, um, yeah, he, he got sent off. So uh, two, two yellows against his old team. Um, so not the way he wanted to end it. The most interesting thing for me about that was that when he was at Man City, he's gone the shaved head like down to the wood. And I'm thinking like, oh, he doesn't have a lot of hair. He's gone, yep, I'll save the embarrassment. I'll shave it. But he's turned up to this game. He's got like the shaved sides and we've got a mohawk with like a white like bleach strip down the middle. So he Look does good, have the it? hair job. Um, and Red Bull sponsored. But he does. <laughs> yeah, speech right, we'll call that. And um, yeah, I thought he looked uh, looked good. Football-wise, terrible. Terrible. Um, two yellow cards and and away <laughs> he goes. So um, that wraps up the the English um, clubs that we'll cover in depth. But a couple of other notable results would be um, Bayern beat Barcelona away from home. So Barcelona's troubles continue there. PSG drew with um, Club Bruges 1-1. Um, Juventus trounce Malmo 3-0, as you would expect. Um, and Dortmund beat uh, Besiktas 2-1. Just a quick one, Sean. So did you see the Sevilla-RB Salzburg? Four penalties were given in that game. What? The no, I haven't seen that. Champions League, Champions League record, four penalties were given. And all of them, all of them were, this... were probably pens as well. And the other thing I want to say was, when was the last time Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi both didn't win a Champions League group game? I don't have the answer, but I feel like it was probably in the early 2000s. Well, you a think that's that, ago, might yeah. that might happen? It Is happened that... uh, this Today. week. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, th- I thought Neymar you were going to say like Zappi. for the entire Zappi. tournament. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I just yeah. couldn't – like all the riches in the world and mm. neither of those two teams could get past like teams they should beat. That's true. Okay, so the Champions League is behind us, but do not worry. The Premier League is in front of us. So here we go. We are um, on to the next match day preview here. And um, first up, we've got, um, I don't know, would you call it an exciting affair? We've got Burnley hosting Arsenal. Um, Job, what are you thinking here? Are you thinking um, Burnley to, to get it done or Arsenal to cause an upset? Back-to-back six-pointers for Arsenal, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Burnley down in 18th and Arsenal up to 16th and flying after the 1-0 result against Norwich. I just don't – I'm not comfortable, and I think I said it last week on the result, I'm not comfortable that Arsenal have turned a corner. Um, (laughs) I still – like I feel like Burnley are going to be right up for this. I think Arsenal are going to be more confident, but they're still not very good. Um, So I actually think Burnley could pull the rug from under them this week. Yeah, I think it's going to be like this for a few uh, a few weeks when Arsenal come up against these like lower mid low table teams like your Burnleys, your Norwiches, your Watfords and stuff. It's going to be 
I'm not going to say it's going to be an entertaining game, but it'll be entertaining from the sense that it's just going to be so shockingly bad like Norwich was last week. Like, you keep it on on the side screen on your second monitor and you just, like, watch it every now and then. You're like, how has the ball not gone in the back of the net? And I think, like you said, Job, I, I could see Burnley nicking a, a one nil or a 2-1 or something here. Uh, the one time I would actually be happy to see Ashley Barnes do something for his team, so... Sean, what do you reckon? Um, yeah, like I get excited about Arsenal not doing well. I think um, I'm a happier man when um, Arsenal are imploding, but I just can't see it happening in this game. Burnley are winless in their last 12 league matches, um, six draws and six losses. Um, so it's their longest run with ever, without a victory at, um, at Turf Moor ever. Um, so I think, unfortunately, I'm going to lean towards Arsenal and I think Arsenal are going to have uh, too much for them and I think they'll get the points here and continue to climb up the ladder. Sean, sure, no, the stat attack here is that Burnley are unbeaten in the last three against the Gunners, but... Yeah, so, I mean, which stat attack hurts more? Yeah, we'll, we'll find out. So, Job, so Job, you've got Burnley. Halsey, you've got Burnley. And I've no, got I got, Arsenal. I got a draw. you got a draw. Got a okay. draw. We're, yeah. we're, we're all split there. One. Um, all right, so we might move on to Manchester City at home to Southampton. Man City coming off a huge win in the Champions League. Southampton, a nice little break for them. Um, but you probably fear for Man City here, Job, don't you think? Fear for Man City, like we're going to break a net or something. Um, no, my fear for Man City here is around the crowd. So this week they were fantastic against RB Leipzig uh, and no one was there to see it. So I can't imagine you're going to get many more. So Pep went out this week and was begging the fans to come watch them. The top of the league, they're the best team in Europe potentially, and no one cares. Um, but they did actually lose to Southampton last year in July 2020, a 1-0 defeat. They've won the other eight but um, of the last nine. So I think City will probably get a hold of them, um, but it's only going to be watched on TV. Is that a uh, any COVID reasons for that or is it just a Man City thing? Cause they don't have any fans. It doesn't matter if they're no, sick. I understand. Ah, oh, yeah, and no, I understand that. I thought I usually see like five or six in the stands, like scattered around, like maybe some stewards they're, put they're on stewards. a shirt. Yeah. yeah, yeah, mostly stewards, I'd say. <laughs> nah, fair enough. No, regardless of how many people come to see it, um, there'll probably be decent turnout of Southampton fans make the trek. But um, I think Man City will get across the line pretty comfortably, regardless of what rotations they do to the squad. Yeah, I think you'll see a couple of changes in the Man City squad. You might even see John Stones um, getting his first game this season, which would be rather nice for my fantasy team, considering uh, I have him in there. But yeah, I think Man City really get hold of Southampton. South Southampton have um, failed to score in one of their last 16 Premier League matches um, at Man City. So they do have a nice little record there. But I think, yeah, Man City will get a hold of them. I think we're looking at five here. Um, Sean, if Manchester City win 5 0, that'd be four home wins in a row that the score has been 5 0 for Manchester City. Well, Is that a record? I, th- uh, I believe be. it. It, it bloody has to, has to be. be. Only two top flight teams <clears throat> have won four consecutive home matches by a five goal margin. So Everton in 1931. Sean, I think you would have been your pomp. And Aston Villa, 1899. So. Uh, I suppose your parents are just thinking about you. Um, <laughs> but did anyone see Kyle Walker get his FIFA card this week? Bit of interesting tidbit. Yeah, about oh. the, the pace, the, the false yes. pace. Yeah. What was it? So the hilarious Kevin De Bruyne and Phil Foden got together with EA Sports um, and got Banter. a joke FIFA card for Kyle Walker. Oh, those guys. Put, I think they put 77 pace or something on it, and he had a genuine tantrum about it. Really? Like, i got to see I, a video of this. It, he took it really poorly. Like not, he, he didn't find it funny at all. At one stage, he threw the card in the bin and said, is that a wind-up? 
is that a wind up? And then they eventually <laughs> brought his real card out and, and he was happy um, with that. But all his other stats were um, as as is, except for his pace. They wound it right back down into so the So, what, 70s. passing was on 46? <laughs> <laughs> Defending low. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. boys. I, I like walks. We love a bit of walks here. Um, all right. So, what we're going to do now is we are off to Liverpool. So, Liverpool host Palace. Palace coming off a, a nice win last week, <laughs> um, but Liverpool looking uh, rather strong in the Champions League. So, Halsey, what do you think here? He's, uh, does Origi keep his spot and can Liverpool do it? I don't think Origi keeps his spot. Um, I am wary of the the curse Barnett put on himself last week with being overly cautious about Crystal Palace. Uh, so, I'd hate for them to do the double and get a win against us, but I'm, I'm going to go the other way and, and say that I'm quite confident Liverpool will get a result here. Um, I'd love to see a clean sheet and three or four goals and I reckon that's doable for sure, no matter what team Liverpool put out. I feel like at the start of the season without any injuries where we got aside from Harvey Elliott obviously um, quite a deep squad I think. No major injuries Sean? So um, Jobba, what do you think here? Christian Benteke coming back to his old club to haunt them or what do you th- or Liverpool get it done? No, absolutely not. Um, no, very confident here Liverpool again. I don't think Palace are that good. I just think Spurs were, <laughs> Spurs were so bad last week that um, Palace got over them. Liverpool are just going to Overrun them here. Uh, chance for Sadio Mane to get his hundredth Liverpool goal. I hope so this weekend. Nice. Um, I would genuinely back him, even with his shooting. He's going to get a lot of chances against Palace. They'll defend deep, and Liverpool are just going to batter him. VVD had a bit of a rest during the week as well, which will be better for. Yep. I just can't. I can't. I can only see this going one way. Yep, me too. I'm with you. I think Liverpool will get it done. Liverpool have won their last eight Premier League matches against Palace, uh, scoring 24 goals and only conceding five. So, yeah, I think they'll have yep. too much firepower for them. I think they'll beat Palace rather easy, um, but I think they might concede a goal or two. So, yeah, a couple of goals in this one, but okay. Liverpool to get it done. All right, so we now we're off to Birmingham and uh, Villa host Everton. So a nice little tasty affair, this, and could be a six-pointer if you're looking at the Europa slash mid-table um, spaces here. Job, what are you thinking? Yeah, I think this is a tricky one to pick. Obviously, Ever- Everton have had a cracking start to the season um, under Rafa, and they're doing all the things that you think that a Rafa team should do. Um, Villa have probably surprised me a little bit. I think they were really poor against Watford. And I just can't get a feel for where they're at. And I think they might be having a little bit of a Danny Ings, Ollie Watkins problem that they need to resolve. It just hasn't quite gelled for the two. I think Danny Ings has got an assist and maybe tucked, he tucked a volley away, like a cracking volley, but it's yeah. just not quite working for me yet. He's got a couple of goals. Yeah. So um, what are you thinking? Play both of them or just go to the one? I think you have to persist with both because like they're, for Villa, they're probably their two marquee players. I'd chuck John McGinn in there, but he's a personal favourite. And Leon Bailey... Could potentially come in this week as well, but you got to persist with them. But I just think they need to keep betting it in. Obviously, with these new players, it, there is going to be a little bit of time, but you have to persist with them. That's what I was fearing with Villa: the slow start due to um, yeah, like a lot of changes to their squad. They got obviously got Jack going out um, and that hundred million coming in, and then yeah, spread across a bunch of players. So to settle their side and settle their squad, it might take a little bit longer than than other teams. But um, Halsey, what do you think about your second team, Everton? Here, that they should get it done. Yeah, I absolutely think they will, Sean. Um, I like Job. I'm not sold on Aston Villa yet. Like, they're not being bad at all, but I think Everton have really found their feet. And I feel like if they can keep on this form, they can just sort of churn out like wins each week or, or a draw, you know, just sort of get that. I know that they seem like a team that are going to get a lot of 2 1, 
one nil tight wins this year. Just like grind out the wins, stay reasonably behind the ladder, and then compete late in the season. Not really sure how Villa are going to go, but I mean, Danny Ings was a good signing, and he has he has banged in a couple of goals. That that volley you're referring to, I think Job was actually a, a sweet bicycle kick. Um, so he put some respect on his name. But um, <laughs> outside of that, if those two can't like sort of. I guess within themselves, work it out a bit and start firing, then they might struggle to score goals this season, I think. All right. Um, I'm probably leaning towards um, Everton. I think uh, with uh, Andros Townsend back in the goals, um, yeah, you just can't go past Everton for me. So I think Everton will get it done. Um, So down to the south coast we go. So Brighton host Leicester. Big game this one for the Foxes and probably um, Brighton as well, to be fair. Um, Brighton have done uh, rather well. Now they've got their goals sorted. Um, they can actually score some goals, which is nice. And uh, Leicester are prone to some problems at the back at the moment. Um, so I, I think you're probably going to see goals in this game, but I think Leicester are going to get it done. Um, what do you boys think? You think the Foxes can get it done? Yeah, I think um, if I'm tipping this game, I'm tipping Leicester. I think while well, Brighton... Uh, playing the football they want to play, like they're, they're playing that nice style and they're, they're getting some results. They're still not quite up to the standard I think Leicester, Leicester have when they're on and I think that'll just be too much for them. Is Soinchu out? I can't remember his red card situation, how long that is for. Uh, no, nah, I think he'll be okay. I think he'll be, be right. That's yeah. a shame. But uh, I think they'll Wouldn't still get done regardless. Yeah. What do you reckon, Job? Yeah, look, I'm going to go against the grain. I've been quite critical of Brighton. Um, but if they want to play Champions League football, they have to win this game. So they're stormed up to sixth now. Um, and I think they're proving the doubters, including myself, wrong. And I like Leicester just aren't doing it for me this year. Uh, beat Norwich, lost to City, got hammered by West Ham. Were pretty average against Wolves and it could have gone either way. So I, I'm just not sold on Leicester this year. So I'm going to go with Brighton. Yeah, st- stuttering start for Leicester, but this is Vardy's 250th ap- Premier League appearance. So I think the Foxes are definitely going to be up for this. Um, the last five times Leicester have played on a Sunday, it has wielded an average of 4.6 goals. Leicester scoring 12 and conceding 11. So expect goals in this game, but I think Leicester will win by the odd goal. Um, all right, we might head back up to London and uh, the United derby. So West Ham host Manchester United. Manchester United um, coming off a spanking to young boys job. Um, so can they turn <laughs> around against West Ham? Who's got the better manager? West Ham. Yeah. Moisey, who yeah. Got the best, who got the best out of Jesse Lingard? West Ham. West Ham. West Ham, yep. which is why I'm suggesting that Manchester United win this game. They have to bounce back after what happened during the week. I think West Ham are pretty good, obviously playing some decent football, but Manchester United should just have too much for them. They, sh- they, they should. They really, really, really should, and I'm trying to convince myself right now that they will. Um, yeah, I'll, pr- I'll probably agree with that, but I think this is, might be the hardest game to pick this week. I think most of the other games you can probably find a winner somewhere, but I think this, this might be the toughest one to pick. Um, Halsey, what do you think? Will Manchester United's quality shine through and do West Ham? Yeah, it should. I mean, yeah, like outside of Norwich and Watford, this probably would be the hardest game to split for me. Uh, that's why I think it's going to be probably one of the more entertaining ones. I know we've also about to talk about Tottenham Chelsea, but I'm actually really excited for this one. For fantasy, I'd love to see Antonio bag a couple, and because I hate Manchester Spend United, 
oh, of course. Yeah, well, that's not going to happen. Don't worry, I'll sort that out later. But uh, just as a Man United hater, I'd love to see West Ham get a result. But to be honest, I think if Manchester United play as they can and should, they will get the result. But I think it'll be a pretty close affair overall. So there's a there's a range of fears I have for this game. So one of them is West Ham's probably right now the best counter-attacking team in the competition. Um, so they're going to sit deep, which is where Manchester United have problems. But apparently that problem has been solved by signing Ronaldo. So hopefully they'll be able to overcome that. But the other thing that you boys aren't considering, this is Manchester United on the road. We know what happens in the last 28 games when Manchester United go on the road. They do not lose. Yep, point. Um, you go, you go on, Aussie. No, you go on, I was going to say, a question we're probably all asking ourselves, and so just get it out there. If Jesse Lingard scores, does he celebrate or does he do the muted celebration? I think he celebrates with one, one of these ones. <laughs> yeah. the, I know it's a visual, but um, I'm throwing the jailings. The muted jailings, yeah. yeah. It's got to yeah. be the jailings. Yeah. Yeah, and the yeah. next well, one. He, like, he, he won't get. He will not get on the park after what happened during the week. <laughs> That's the <laughs> real he, question. It'd be fucking insane to put him out there. Everyone's like, oh, he's got to yeah. bounce back. Yeah, do it in your own time, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> do it in the reserves, Jesse. Um, yeah. So obviously, Moisey um, comes back to um, manage against his old team. So he will get a rare win if he actually turns Manchester United over. I think Manchester United will have too much for West Ham. Just too much quality, and I think West Ham missing Antonio. Is a big, big loss for them. If if there's another day, they might be able to pinch something. But I think, yeah, with no Antonio and and Manchester United dropping points um, during the week, I think they'll be very, very keen to bounce back. And I think Manchester United will do it. Uh, just something that happened during the week, which had a bit of an impact on this game. Did anyone see Sebastian Allaire score four goals um, against Sporting Lisbon during the week? And they let him go for next no. to nothing. Yeah. Antonio's injured, and the other bloke who could have played up front scored four in the Champions League this week. But they nice. um they they put him um they actually registered him this time I think which is the key so if you remember last year they um forgot to register him for the Europa League but this time they registered him uh, for the Champions League and he popped up and scored four yes <laughs> um okay what we might do is move on to the it's got to be a match of the week doesn't it no way this is going to be it's so nice. one side it does it's fine it, it's easy uh, easily match of the week I'm going to go with um. Match of the week, definitely. And we have Spurs hosting Chelsea. Halsey, what do you think about this? Yeah, I'm, I'm wary for Spurs. I know I'll, I'll voice Barney's concerns because uh, he's not here, but I know he would be very concerned about this uh, going into this game with um, Chelsea, obviously cruising, we'd say, in Champions League and in the Prem. Uh, Tottenham coming off just an absolutely horrific loss, result and performance last week. Um yeah, I, I can't. I'd like to say this is going to be an entertaining game because of the caliber of the clubs. You'd, you know, it, you'd, you could class it as match of the week, but I just can't see Tottenham getting past Chelsea. And I, I also don't necessarily see it being a super uh, exciting game to watch. So I don't know. What do you guys reckon? Yeah, I don't know. I think it might be exciting and I don't want to really want to trust the form. So I think if you're going on form and making a logical decision, there's no, you can't really go past Chelsea, right? They're, they're, playing really well, um, scoring goals. Their main man, Rom's, in form, whereas you look at Spurs, they were very, very lackluster last year. The things that makes me want to change that opinion is just that it's a derby and like some of those rules sort of go out the window, I think, a little bit. Um, But having said that, I can't – you just can't go past Chelsea at the moment. I just think that they'll be too strong. I think um, if you don't have Rom in your fantasy team, you're not taking your fantasy football serious. Job, what do you think? (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm with you. I think this could be the week that he fills his boots. Um, I, I, I'm not big in the fantasy, but I think I'm going to captain him this week because I really think that Chelsea could get a hold of him. I just, I was so off Spurs last week. Um, I think they can be defensively resolute and they can probably, you know, keep Chelsea to two or three goals, but they're just so far below the quality of Chelsea. Um, I just can't see how they're going to stay in this game. I think is Sun back? Do they have Sunny, Sun back? I think Sunny's back. Yep. My God, they need it. They were absolutely desperate last week. But like Chelsea coming off a pretty tough fixture during the week might be their only hope, but they do have a big squad with a lot of really good midfielders. Um, I really can't see this going any other way. A job, right. I think Kane's back to start this week as well, so that should be a boost. Oh, for Tottenham. cheeky. Cheeky, <laughs> cheeky, cheeky. Such cheeky. It, Barney. Uh, I wonder if we get a touch this week. <laughs> All right, so we're going to move to um, rapid fire. So, boys, I just want um, probably a score and a, and a team here. So, um, Newcastle host Leeds, Jobber. I'm going to go with Leeds. I think they're way better, um, and I think they're going to open Newcastle up. Halsey? Yeah, Leeds 3-1. Ooh, I'm going to go with Newcastle here. I'm going to go against you guys. I think it's yeah. going to be uh, Newcastle 2-1. Um, yeah. Okay, Wolves host Brentford. Jobber, who you got? Uh, I got Wolves. Wolves and Troy to break the drought. <laughs> you say that every, every week. week. Adama Troy scored during the week, mate. Hey, sure. not, not him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Halsey? Uh, I'm not so confident on uh, Adama Troy scoring, but I think Wolves will win this one pretty comfortably. Oh, you see, I'm going for Brentford. I'm going against you boys again. I think oh, um, Brentford will, will cause an upset. I haven't really enjoyed any of Wolves football this year. Um, there's such a different team from from what they were. Um, Ivan Tony said during the week that Arsenal won't win until they get a striker. So come hint, and get hint. me. Jesus. Nudge. nudge. Um, okay, so probably the snooze fest of the week um, is Norwich City hosting Watford. What do you think here, Job? Boring nil-nil? What are, you, what are you expecting? No, I'm thinking the exact opposite, to be honest. I think this goals. will be goals, goals, goals. Um, How not to I, defend. Yeah, and I think I think Watford are going to win this game. How's it? Yeah, I don't know if I can split this one. I'm going to go for a three-all draw because these matches sometimes can just turn out to be like like just real rare affairs. Like Even if both sides aren't great at scoring, they're very adequate at putting the ball in their own net as we've seen this season. So that, that'll take care of the goals. And yeah, I think it could be a three-all high-scoring draw at least. All right, nice one. I've got something similar. I've got 2-2 two, two for that game. So yeah, I think it'll be, um, yeah, as I said, a lesson on how not to defend. And we're going to see goals, and I think it'll be all tied up at 2-2, which is a bad result for both teams, really, really needing the points. <laughs> all right, what we're going to do now is move on to Throwback FC, the game. So as as I was preparing this one, um, I realised <laughs> how often Chelsea have been in cup finals um, in recent memory. A lot. So yeah, so obviously Chelsea are the flavour this week. So we're going to 2010. So 2010 was a massive year for Chelsea, obviously making the FA Cup final. It was also a big year for Portsmouth. Oh so no! I've given you Poppy. I've given you a bit of a layup on the left hand side with Chelsea because that team hasn't changed a lot. But then Pompey's the wild card here. So boys. Can can you name anyone who played for Pompey in 2010? That's the real question. Well, oh. who was the, can I know who was the manager of Pompey? Was it Harry? You may. It was future Chelsea manager Avram Grant. 
Jesus. Because if it was um, Harry, I was going to put um, Cramerich in there. You know how he used to sign um, Cramerich everywhere he went? Mm. That was Nico Cranchar you're thinking of. Yeah, there you go, that lad. Yeah, he signed him, him everywhere. Everywhere he went. Um, weird. <laughs> all right. Well, Halsey, we'll do. We've got to go Chelsea first, then, right? So we've got to go. Yeah, let's Lamps. get some on the board. Lampard. Yep. Yep. Tick. And then uh, we've got to go uh, Big Terry. Yep. Yep. Tick. Did we? Did we decide if Vanovic was around that era? Oh yeah, Vanovic. Was like it? him? Yeah. 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 Yep. Take Vanovic. Yep. Tick. Just good start. Um, um, he was right back, wasn't he, Vanovic, or was he centre back? No, he's right, right back. Yep. Yep. Okay. Find um, out for yourself. Um. Yeah. And so we, <laughs> we have we, we checking goal. He's got to be in goal by then. Yeah, surely. Check. Correct. Yep. Check. Yep. Check. Uh, Centre back, is we going with Carvalho? Are we going with David Luiz? What are we thinking? I don't think David Luiz yet. I think, yeah, I'd be more comfortable with Carvalho. Carvalho job. We'll take Carvalho. Incorrect. Oh, incorrect. Shit. But I still don't think it's David Luiz. Should we go? We get, it's got to be Cole Who was left back then. Should we skip? Yes. Back? Yeah, you go that. Go that. Yep. Andy. Cole. <laughs> take Ashley. Ashley. Yeah. Take Ashley. Yeah, correct. <laughs> nice try, mate. Um, there was a uh, the the bloke who I think he's playing centre back. Because oh, Alex could it be Alex the the Brazilian? Yeah, guy? it was the he. It might have been him because we mentioned him last last match and we we forgot him. A job and mentioned him at the end, so I feel like it could still be him. I reckon just to send go, it. All right, we'll roll the dice with Alex. Go. Yeah. yeah, go Alex. Yeah, yeah, correct. Nice. Yes. All right. Bloody knew it. So we got five, don't we? Uh, no, we got more than that, don't we? We got the back four. We got the back four and oh, six. And lamps. six. And lamps. six. We got six. Yeah. Um, all right. That all the easy stuff. Nice. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so so we are we do? going with Drog up top, or Shevchenko, or what are we thinking? Oh, uh, I could settle for Drog, but still, yeah, he's getting towards end, the end. But yeah, we'll get yeah, the Drog. That's Drogba. Getting towards the end. He was his <laughs> prime Drogba. He started that game. I, I consider his prime at Galatasaray. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Depends who you support. Me, for memory, he scored in that game, I believe. Who assisted? Um, <laughs> Bruno Fernandes. <laughs> um, Pogba with a five-yard square pass. How do you teach that? <laughs> um, in the midfield, we got to go. Well, we, Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking Essien maybe still. Yeah, well, Essien was last week and that was 2008, I think. So, we'll go Essien, yeah. It's timeless. Incorrect. Oh, he's gone. He's gone. So, it's got to be, um, uh, was it, uh, what's the um, what's the Nigerian's lad name? Oh, Paul Merson. <laughs> we had no. Florent Maluda um, and someone else no, floating around. Obi McCall. Yeah, John Obi McCall. We're going to stick, stick with him? Yeah, it's got to be him. All right. If you've got a defensive midfielder. Nah, it wasn't him. Oh, fuck. Well, it's got to, so it's not Essien, not him. It's got to be um, that Ramirez guy, the Brazilian guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was. Joel, can we have one at Ramirez? Oh, oh. <laughs> That's incorrect. Oh, now I'm thinking yeah, but Ramirez is like 2013, 2014. Yeah, but, he's, um, but some of those people have to be on the bench that we've named, <laughs> so we're not out yet. <laughs> They're not. Oh, no, we got like four wrong. No, no you're done. So yeah. that's bullshit. Last, so go. You got one. So you got one more chance. One more wrong one, and you're out. Yeah, I'll give you one more because you, oh, you haven't even you haven't even tried <laughs> to get Pompey. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I wasn't. You've I named, was, it's you've named the Chelsea back six and gone. It's Crouchy around yeah. there. Then I was hoping to get the Chelsea eleven. Crouchy? No, no, he wasn't. No, wait, what? That's it. So, <laughs> so, so just still Liverpool. Give us that defensive midfielder. That's driving me insane. 
Yeah, go Bella. on. That's a shocking squad. Bella, um, I was going to say here. Yeah, Bella, Bella. But he was so, way older. So you got Czech Ivanovic, Alex, John Terry, Ashley Cole, Frank got it, Lampard, got it, got it, got it. Michael Ballack, Flora Maluda. Oh, you said him. Oh, see, yeah, that's no, all right. That's all right. Solomon Carlu, Nicholas Anelka. Carlu, isn't uh, Didier Drogba, and then flick over to the Pompey, drugs. untouched. David James. All right. Calamity James in goals. Like, how true yeah. is that? Oh, yeah. Steve Finnan, Ricardo Rocha, Aaron McQuainer, Hayden Mullins, Aruna Dindan, Jeez. Michael Brown. Come on, Papa, mate. Papa Booba Giop. Booba Giop. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin Prince Boateng, Jamie O'Hara. Papa Booba Giop come over with, um, with uh, the um, Alessandro Glees guy. Who, yeah, Juve. He was one of the Juve signings <laughs> after the World Cup. I think it was – I think um, – Self Jow and El Hadj Juve signed for Liverpool after that. I think Papa Booba Jop yeah. went to yeah. Pompey, I think. And I think then he ended well, up. Oh, he's there four. now, yeah. Um, yeah, so Jamie O'Hara featured and <laughs> Frederick Pickion. The question I have, like, one is <laughs> I think you would have got David James. And then I honestly. I would have got David James. Maybe. Yeah, I was banking on. One of those Pompey players. <laughs> I was yeah. banking on just get, trying to get the starting 11 for Chelsea. And get How did out. they make the FA Cup final? That's a hell of a year for them. Who Chelsea with that midfield? Forget it. Forget it. I don't know, but they uh, they got home one nil against that team. But um, what up, Poppy? Yeah. So, all right, job. Go, so, um, job. So Dollar Dom's been sacked again this week. So um, you're in the multi hot seat. Um, no good last mm. week. So try and get I know something this week would be nice. Yeah, we're looking to build a tendency, so I've gone for something more exotic. Um, oh. So <laughs> More legs. More, <laughs> legs. Yeah. more legs, more risk. So I've gone with Leeds United to beat Newcastle, Liverpool and over 1.5 goals, Manchester United to beat West Ham United, Chelsea to beat Spurs, and Manchester City to win and over three and a half goals. And $10 redos on that one will win you $211. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm actually happy with turn that. that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So jump on, take the risk, um, obviously do it responsibly. But, um, yeah, we're going we're gonna to build back some ascendancy this week. Yep. If you want to get in touch with us, email us at footballplayedonpaper at gmail.com, Facebook Football Played on Paper, Twitter at Football on Pods, and Instagram also at Football on Pods. Some Man City fan apparently slugged him. Oh, I like Jeremy. Shit, you're old. It was a direct attack at you. Like, you look every bit 30, huh? He'll be killed by a number of men in the dugout. Watch, watch, rumbles on. Pina colada, large one. <laughs> <laughs>